My Lakers are officially the NBA champions, tying the Boston Celtics for most titles all time. So what's next for them and the Heat, and for the NBA as a whole? The possibilities are boundless after we end a year of players balling. This is the season finale of the Boundless and Ballin' Podcast. What is good, everyone? It's Jordan Beckley, now on host of the Boundless and Ballin' Podcast. Wow, what a game last night. The Los Angeles Lakers clinched their 17th title in franchise history. Um, wow. First off, uh, hats off to all of them uh, for bringing another chip back to L.A. And hats off to the Heat for giving us one hell of a series and playing their hearts out every night. Alright, so looking at the box scores from this 106-93 victory, Anthony Davis, 19 points, 15 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, and 2 blocks. LeBron James winning his 4th Finals MVP in addition to his 4th championship and his 3rd title on 3 different teams. Had 28 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists, became the all-time leader in playoff games played as well. Contavious Caldwell-Pope had 17 points and 2 rebounds. And off the bench, 2008 Rajon Rondo came back and scored 19 points with 4 rebounds and 4 assists as well as 3 threes. He went off last night and that's exactly what we're going to need from him all of next season if we want to go back to back and I'll get more into that later. On Miami's side, uh, Bam Adebayo had 25 points, 5 assists, and 10 rebounds. Jimmy Butler only 12 points, 7 rebounds, and 8 assists on 5 of 10 shooting from the field and 1 of 2 from 3. Goran Dragic also returned from his plantar fascia injury. Uh, Off the bench, he had 5 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists on 2 of 8 shooting from the field and 0 of 4 from 3. So what's next for these two storied teams? So for Miami, their future looks bright. Uh, Jimmy Butler definitely proved himself, proved all of his critics wrong. Uh, Those who said he's a locker room cancer, he's an awful teammate, he doesn't work well with coaches, he shoved it all out the window and proved himself uh, with this team. Uh, Miami also has a lot of young pieces with Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, So they have another great young core uh, that's going to help them be successful for years to come. As far as the moves they could make, they could probably go out and get a better backup power forward. Uh, Their current backup four is listed as Derek Jones Jr., who is more of a three but had to slide in to the four spot after Miami traded for Andre Iguodala. And he is another story. He's making 17 mil a year uh, next year, but he provides invaluable defense off the bench for this team. So, of course... Even with his massive contract, uh, what he puts out on the floor is definitely needed for this team. Um, uh, Kendrick Nunn has been very effective off the bench, uh, backing up Goran Dragic, who was their leading scorer in the finals. Uh, Tyler Hero, you could make a case that he could start, but then again, he is backing up Duncan Robinson, who is a great shooter in his own right. 
Now, if the Lakers want to become back-to-back champions, they should, first off, prioritize signing Anthony Davis in the offseason. He is a free agent, and after what he's done for L.A., I can imagine the Lakers immediately offering him however much he wants for however long he wants to stay here. Aside from that, I think the Lakers do need a younger center. Uh, JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard are getting up there in age. They're both in their 30s, and we don't know how much production we're going to get out of them. Now, they did sign DeMarcus Cousins last season before he tore his ACL, so if he does, if he did make a full recovery, the Lakers should probably sign him to be their starting five. But if not, or if they're going in a younger direction, uh, they could probably look towards the draft to get that big man. And a few names that come to mind are Jaden McDaniels, Zeke Naji, and Daniel Oturu. I think they should also entertain the idea of trading Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma in the offseason for uh, a better ball handler, a better 3 and D guy. A couple names that come to mind for that would be Dennis Schroeder, Spencer Dinwiddie, or even a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. Just someone uh, who is a proven and consistent scorer and a three-point shooter. They could probably get someone uh, from those two players and maybe packaging the 28th pick in the draft as well. Now, if both of them improve their games and become more consistent next year, uh, I do see them both actually coming off the bench for us. Uh, I think the Lakers should start Contavious Caldwell-Pope at the two-guard just because he was our third best player in the finals and he looks to improve on that uh, for next season. Uh, Danny Green could be a very reliable 6th or 7th man coming off the bench. And if Kuz can turn into his rookie year self, that's going to be huge for this team. Now the question on all of our minds is, where do we go from here? Uh, The NBA draft is currently scheduled for November 18. Uh, It was moved quite a ways from its original June 25th starting spot. The date for free agency's beginning is also to be determined, but that's usually held two weeks after the draft, so that would mean it starts on the week of November 30th. Now, as far as the Boundless and Ballin' podcast is concerned, I plan on the first episode of Season 2 being on November 21st, which is the Saturday after the draft, and another one likely after free agency, recapping both of those events. I'm still undecided on weekly or bi-weekly episodes, but having bi-weekly ones would mean that these episodes, of course, would surely be longer and also cover a broad range of topics, so I would not be opposed to that. It also gives me more flexibility considering I'm still a student, and of course with online learning and two APs, it's tough. And as far as what I've learned from this first season of podcasting, it's really all about growth. I'm trying to grow this podcast by sharing it with others. Uh, I have a Facebook page that I linked in the description of the previous episode. I've also been sharing this with my family and friends. So I mean, getting this podcast out there is going to be a long journey, and I recognize that. And that brings me to my second point, that this is definitely a dedication. Like I said, I'm still a student. I'm a junior in high school, taking AP English 3 and AP US History. So I have a lot on my plate, and this is definitely one of those elements. And... I see all these podcasters and all these content creators and how they balance that with their personal lives, and I'm still trying to find that balance in a way. And an example of that is with these outlines, I usually make them the Thursday or Wednesday before I start recording. 
So trying to find that balance between podcast life, personal life, and schoolwork is going to be another journey in and of itself, but it's one that I'm ready for. And the third thing that I've learned about podcasting in my first season is this is an amazing way to make your voice heard. And that just goes without saying, I have the freedom to voice my opinions on NBA topics, which is what I set out to do, and which is what I'm going to continue to be doing, and also providing a in-depth look into these storylines. But yeah, that's the great thing, not just about podcasting, but about media in general, is that you can make your voice heard, or you can amplify the voices of other people, which is just a beautiful thing. And that's a wrap on the first season of the Boundless and Ballin' Podcast. It's been a hell of a journey through this first season and these first 11 episodes, and I'm truly excited for what the future holds. This week's inspirational quote comes from Michael Jordan. Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. And we definitely saw that out of this Laker team this year, and we'll definitely be seeing that next season. Stay safe, stay healthy, and since I'm not going to be here for a while, I have to get this message out there. Please vote.